Let's make time to talk about diabetes. This Diabetes Awareness Month, we're talking to Laura Siron, President and CEO of Diabetes Canada, about the organization's Diabetes Awareness Month campaign and her own diabetes journey. I'm Krista Lamb, and in part two of this conversation with Laura, we'll be highlighting the campaign and the reasons she thinks funding research is so important to the organization's mission. So let's jump right back into our discussion with Laura. This is the point in our conversation where we're talking about the importance of having a healthcare provider who really listens to you and understands and how that can impact your diabetes management in such a positive way. So let's start there. So the doctor I have now, for example, I go every three months and she'll say things. And to me, this is about changing conversation. She'll say, you know, good practice is to weigh you every three months. But how do you feel about that today, Laura? Is that something you would like to do? And it immediately just makes me feel like I don't have to be embarrassed. I'm not being judged. And so it's changing the conversation. So how do we change it with healthcare providers? And then how do we change it with governments? So that governments understand investing in access, making sure people, especially now there's a lot of unattached patients. How do we have the government see that this is not a disease to be apathetic about? This is a disease with a lot of misunderstanding. So we were thrilled that the federal government tabled almost a year ago yesterday, actually, a framework for diabetes in Canada, which lays out a roadmap for how people who live with it or at risk of it can get the best possible care. But now the work is really by province and territory to sort of bring that in. And again, if we could have a grand swell of people who are like, we need to address diabetes, then governments will do that more easily and invest more money. So lots of different ways to change the conversation. And we know this is a long journey. This is not going to be, you know, done in three years, five years. It'll be 10. But we want a world where those people in the pool feel supported. Because if you're supported, you are more likely to adhere to your medication. You're more likely to be thinking about exercising in a positive way. Not that I'm trying to hide my diabetes, so I'm exercising and I'm not telling anyone. When you see someone with a pump, we have a 1-800 line and we get about 25,000 calls a year. And we just had a call from a lady um, in an urban setting who was on transit and she was having a low and she had to prick her finger. The bus driver stopped the bus, said, we don't have drug addicts on here and made her get off the bus. We need to change that conversation. (laughs) And to your point with the media too, I get so infuriated when I'm sitting in my TV room and I see the news and they say new diabetes drug. And the picture is a very overweight white male with this huge belly, the t-shirts riding up. You don't even see his head or his legs, but he's holding an ice cream cone or something like that. And that's the picture for a diabetic. And I'm like, seriously? Because that just reinforces. So we need to have the media change the conversation. And so we are working to do all of that. And as you can see, it's a big job. But we think if we can crack that, if we can get people to first even understand what it is and the complications and that it's serious, but that also you need to support someone with it. And if you know someone with diabetes, ask how they're doing. You know, if you're having a family event, you know, you don't have to call them out, but beforehand, you know, is there anything other I could prepare or how do you want to handle this or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so you don't just feel like, well, I'll go to this family event, but I won't eat. Right. And so that was probably a long answer, Chris, but you can tell I'm very passionate about this. 
Oh, you and I both, um, as anyone who listens to the show knows, I am incredibly passionate about changing the way we talk about diabetes and how we think about diabetes. And we have a wonderful episode with Joanne Lewis, where she talks about the diabetes police and how maybe it's not a good idea to be the diabetes police for the people in your life because they are really good stewards of their own diabetes. And so she speaks specifically about going to family events and making sure that the people that are there feel comfortable and not like you are policing what they're eating. So definitely 100% agree with everything you said. And I want to transition just a little bit to talk about November and Diabetes Awareness Month, because I know Diabetes Canada has a wonderful campaign. And I think it's a really important campaign about how we think about what it's like to live with diabetes and the 24-7 nature of this condition. So can you tell me a little bit about that? So this November, November 2023, our theme for Diabetes Awareness Month is Let's Make Time. And so if people have just been listening to the podcast and not just come in at this point, you'll understand a little bit where that comes from. Because people who live with diabetes like me, we have to, to stay healthy, invest a lot of time. In fact, there's research that shows for people, particularly with type 1 diabetes, that they're doing about an extra 180 actions a day. They're making decisions. They're, you know, counting carbs, you know, making sure they get their steps in. They're all of that kind of stuff. And so we feel like if people who live with diabetes and those who care for them, because they also invest a lot of time right? Before kids often had access to insulin pumps and still not all of them do, you know, if you were a parent of a child with type 1 diabetes, you were waking up quite regularly during the night to test blood sugar, to then correct. And so the time invested in that. So can all Canadians during November make some time around diabetes? And what could that look like? Well, that could look like I should have made time seven years ago to be asking my doctor you know, I'm getting to that age. Do we need to be like my doctor should have also been doing this. But you know, like if you haven't been tested, if you don't even know what an A1C is, if you're not sure your doctor's ever done that, why don't you make time in November to do that? It's a simple blood test. Like it's not complicated. Go have a blood test. If you know someone with diabetes, can you make time to spend some time asking them what it's like to live with diabetes? or just explain a little bit more. I know my husband, as an example, has really, over time, started to really get it. Because at first, he's like, well, you just take these pills, and isn't life the same? And it's like, no, it's not. And so, you know, he'll spend the time, and he'll say like, oh, wow, I'm getting it now. And then when you feel seen, and you feel heard, it's just, it's quite a different feeling. And then if you actually don't know Like I sort of had that hole that I talked about, Krista, like when she said you have diabetes, I just couldn't fill it in with anything. Like I actually didn't know. Then take the time to go on our website and find out what it is. Like there are two types. And for example, with, you know, some of the the consequences or the complications, like why should we take it seriously? Did you know it's the leading cause of adult vision loss? Like educate yourself so that if someone says to you, a colleague at work or a family member says, I have diabetes. There isn't just this blank or there isn't the sense of, well, that's no big deal because there's insulin. So take the time to educate yourself. And then Diabetes Awareness Month, the color for diabetes around the world is blue. So, of course, if you want, if you want to show your support for, you know, the 5.7 million people living with diabetes, wear blue. Take a picture of yourself and post it on social and then say, you know, Diabetes Awareness Month or Let's Make Time. So 
And of course, you can always consider donating to us during Diabetes Awareness Month. For us, though, it's really around having people make time to get a deeper understanding, to maybe spend time understanding their own risk or how they might support someone. And that concept of time is super important to us. Yeah, and I know that for a lot of our listeners, one of the ways that they support is through sending in donations to support research, which is a very big part of Diabetes Canada's mandate. And it's also something that they can support during November, if that's something that they're able to do or interested in doing. And I wanted to make sure we talk about this because we interview so many people who have been funded by Diabetes Canada who are doing a range of things. So it's not just looking for a cure, although we are still doing that, but looking at complications, looking at those very basics. Why does someone even get diabetes? Looking at mental health, looking at all of these range of important things. So can you tell us a little bit about why that's so important to Diabetes Canada to support this work? Yeah, so I'll, I'll answer that in two ways. I'll answer it first personally, because to me, research offers hope, right? Research offers hope. And to your point, not just hope for a cure, but hope for a better quality of life, right? So why is it that I have a higher risk of going blind? And what research can look at, is there ways that we can be mitigating that? You know, what is happening in my body that's doing that? And are, are there ways to tackle it? But research can also be looking at, for people who are sitting on the edge of that pool, people who are pre-diabetes, are there screening programs that are proven effective? That if we can get to people before they even get diabetes and get the screening, that they'll never have that. So to me, there's a lot of hope. For me, as the CEO of Diabetes Canada, research is really where if we're going to improve the lives of people, maybe cure it too, ultimately it's through really fundamentally understanding things. And that's what research is, right? Like we at Diabetes Canada sort of have four things we take donor dollars and invest in. So, you know, we invest in patient education and we have camps and stuff like that. We invest in educating healthcare professionals, like the one that it would have been nice if she had educated. But now, for example, when I go to my doctor, on her screen, when I'm doing my day, she goes, oh, look, Diabetes Canada guidelines are telling me this. Like, so we're educating healthcare professionals we're doing advocacy with governments like the framework. But the fourth and almost most important one is we're funding research because that's really where all the knowledge is generated. Then we push out to government that we push to the healthcare provider. So it's almost like the fountain from which everything else flows. And as you said, there is so much happening, right? So what's the role of stem cells? And people have probably heard about stem cells a lot in cancer research, but what could that mean? And what could personalized, we've heard about personalized cancer medicine. Well, what about personalized diabetes medicine? What could it look like? Could there be a world where when she first gave me the drug, there could have been a test. And so there's research into this that said, you're not going to react well to that drug. So we're going to start you on a different drug. We're only going to find that if there's research, but we're also doing some really cool research into things that are called exercise snacks, right? And it's this idea that, oh, okay, if you live with diabetes, not like you have to go run a marathon. But you want to show that these things are effective. So we're funding some research into, okay, well, if people are doing smaller bits of exercise that can literally fit into your life, and really they are effective. And here, well, we'll see what the research says, but here's what that is. So it's a whole range of things. And ultimately, of course, back to the pool analogy, you know, we can redirect people away from the pool. We can try to keep them in the shallow end. But of course, research is the only thing 
that will ever let us drain the pool. Yeah. And if we could find a cure for type one or type two or parts of it, it would be huge, right? Because then I wouldn't be in the pool anymore. (laughs) And, you know, and so I think research is almost the basis of all these things, but in many different aspects. And then to your point, lots of now research on what are the mental health effects. The vision at Diabetes Canada, what our ultimate goal is, is a world free of the effects of diabetes. And that language, Krista, is very important to me because people immediately think physical effects, you know, keeping your blood sugar, you know, uh, making sure you're not harming your kidney so I don't have to go on dialysis. But there are definitely psychological effects. So what can research tell us about that? There are financial effects. More and more, we're getting calls from people who can't afford their monitor, can't afford. So that's where our advocacy to go to government and say, you should cover this. There are many effects. You can feel very isolated. So, And we want to help reduce all of those effects. And again, research is such an important tool. And then saying, if that's an effect, like if mental health or you're being isolated because of your diabetes, you're not going to your family events, you don't feel you can tell your friends and family, then what are effective treatments or interventions that can help? So for me, I'm probably as passionate about research as change the conversation, but I think they go hand in hand, right? I think in order to change the conversation too, you've got to really show that there's hope and that by by doing these things. So for me, there's all kinds of And it's a very important, over a third of everything we fund each year goes to research. And it's across the country. And to your point, it's in all kinds of research. And also increasingly in communities, research in communities that have higher rates of diabetes. So for example, I think most of your listeners would know that uh, diabetes is extremely high in Indigenous communities. And in fact, the age of getting diagnosed with type 2 diabetes is going lower and lower so that we're having, you know, 10 and 11 and 12 year olds starting to get diagnosed, not just with type one, but type two. So some of the research we're funding is why is that, but also what can be done not to the communities, but by the communities and with the community to reverse that trend. What are the kinds of supports? And again, if that can be proven through research, then we can then go to governments and other funders to say, this is the kind of programming that you need. So it really informs everything. Yeah, and it's amazing. And I know I, I'm terrible about this, but I really want our listeners to know, if you have missed it, there was an episode on those exercise snacks with Dr. Mary Jung this season, which I really hope you will check out, especially if you are someone who is a little intimidated by exercise. I always say HIT needs a new name because it sounds intimidating, <laughs> but she makes it seem a lot more fun. And we also have had episodes about that amazing program you talked about with Indigenous youth in Manitoba primarily with Dr. John McGavick, who is incredible. And he always makes me want to give him all my money to fund all his research. So don't listen to this episode, Don, <laughs> because you will have to hit me up then for some money. But <laughs> we have wonderful, wonderful episodes on those if you do want to learn more about this stuff. And I am so glad that Diabetes Canada has this focus and that we are able to support this work because it is incredibly, incredibly important. And I know our listeners are big fans of that. So Thank you for sharing all of this. And before we end, is there anything that we have missed that you would like me to include? I don't think so. Other than I I would probably just emphasize again that, you know, November is Diabetes Awareness Month. And the beauty of having a month is it does allow a spotlight on things. And so if you could even make some time, even if you don't have a lot of time, 
even if you could just make some time in November and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to either educate yourself a bit more about diabetes, but even maybe more importantly, if it's one in three Canadians who have diabetes or prediabetes, you know somebody and you may not even know you know someone. So talk to colleagues about it. Talk to family or friends. And if someone does disclose, the fact that we even use the word disclose tells you how stigmatized it can still be, then you don't have to be a psychologist. You know, how is that for you? What is that like? And I think you'd be surprised at what will come out. And so that's the thing I would emphasize is use the focus in November, you know, wear blue and do all the stuff and maybe get tested yourself so that, you know, learn from my <laughs> story you know, so that you can see it coming. Because if you can get it before, you know, if you're sitting at the edge of the pool, there's an opportunity to step back, right? And so you'd want to take advantage of that if you could. Amazing and incredibly good advice. And it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to share your story and to give us a little bit more information about the amazing things that Diabetes Canada is doing to support this work. Thank you, Krista. A huge thank you to Laura Siren for joining us today. If you liked today's show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to rate and review us. It really does help others find the show. If you'd like more information on this topic or others related to diabetes, visit diabetes.ca or contact Diabetes Canada at info at diabetes.ca. You can also find us on social media and on all the platforms at Diabetes Canada. Thanks for listening.